With life moving so fast, don't you wish you could just freeze time? Well, that's what Jim K. Ford is doing for you because right now, when you custom order a new 2023 Ford Explorer from Jim K., you can lock in your factory order bonus of up to $1,000. And if there's a better incentive when you take delivery, you can choose that instead. It's that simple. Start your journey today at Jim K. Ford in Orleans or at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! Okay, so let me get this straight. My Green Bay Packers trade away Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. The hated Toronto Maple Leafs break their playoff drought. Ah, we'll get into it. First, some levity, though, coming up shortly with Jimmy and the time he ate shrooms like they were popcorn. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Uh, Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is the weekly SWP, which is going off weekly-ish lately, but uh, we're adjusting. We're just in an adjustment mode. Uh, Steve Warren along with Jim Jerome. Jimmy is in in Ontario, I think, still. Is that right? Still still in Sudbury, man. Okay, good. Yeah, and you're coming to Ottawa? I'm coming to Ottawa on Thursday. Okay. Going to be, is Greeley Metcalf? Is that the Uh, same deal? They're very close, but no. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm coming for the... This should be exciting. I'm afraid to ask, uh, Stevie. Yeah, it's called the Mushroom Festival. Yeah, shroom yeah, this fest. dinner. Could you imagine if everyone was on shrooms? <laughs> I don't think that's what it's about, but uh, who knows? Who knows? You know, I did them once, Steve. Uh, in uh, in university, the organizers or the shrooms. Steve, really? Such you doing that? Yeah, such a child. Yeah, um, carry on, carry on. Shrooms, shrooms. I magic mushrooms. I um, was dating a girl at the time when I was going to university, and we were going to go to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Remember okay. that deal, that cult movie, of course, of course. And and uh, so you dress up. Okay, it was the deal. It was at whatever theater I think it was like wherever it was in Ottawa. Um, and okay. Nerd alert. You dressed up to go to a movie. Yeah. You're supposed to, you're supposed to dress up like one of the characters in Rocky horror picture show. So I think we did that and it was really cool. So you, you, you attend the movie. So the movie's playing Steve, but also there's actors live acting it out at the same time. Okay? Sounds awful. Sounds well. It sounds kind of neat, right? So I go to pick up my girlfriend and she has a roommate from uh, the Maritimes, and I'm sitting waiting for my girlfriend to get get ready. And there's a bag of looks like looks I don't know looks like gristle in a in a plastic bag sitting okay. on the coffee table. And her roommate comes out, you know, she's like, "Hey, jungle, honey, I'm good." She goes, uh, "Hey, if you want to do some shrooms, help yourself, right?" And uh, I'm going, "Yeah, sure." Trying to be cool. I've never done them, Steve. I wouldn't even know what they look like. Okay, and. Uh, she goes, yeah, help yourself, you know, and then she disappears. So I'm, uh, so I grabbed the bag, Steve. And I'm like, yeah, I've never tried these. I- I'm up for anything, Steve, as you know, right? I'm up for anything. And um, and why would you ever ask about it, Steve? You know, <laughs> okay, what, what, like like the possibility of ODing or something, Steve, or you know, mm-hmm. I have, you know, I've heard people do shrooms. I heard that. So anyway, I started eating them, Steve. Like uh, I'm watching TV, waiting. Uh, so I started eating them like popcorn, Steve. 
I've got it in my hand, <laughs> and I and I just start I just just start throwing them back like you would trail mix, you know, right? Like you know, take them in the fr- <laughs> take them in your take them in your finger, Stevie. Okay, like that. Yeah. Anyway, so the girl comes back out, and she looks at the bag, and clearly there's there's an obvious dent in the bag of shrooms. Yeah. Okay. And she looks at it and says, "Oh, you didn't have to. You didn't have to steal any of them. You know, you could have just asked, right?" And or I said, "Steal them, or yeah, or whatever, you know." And and I said, "Well, no, I didn't steal them." And she goes, "Well, where are they? All? You know, I didn't need the whole bag, right?" Uh, I'm saying, "Well, I, I I ate them, you know." And she goes, sort of wide. I goes, "You ate that many shrooms?" <laughs> so now my now my heart sort of flutters a little bit, and I go. Yeah, she goes. Oh my God, man! Holy Jesus! So was it finger down the throat, or did you live? No, no. It? So now I'm going. Oh well, I'm a, you know I'm an old I'm an old player, Stevie. You know, oh, sure, yeah, right. I can I can handle anything. So uh, my girlfriend then comes out, and we jump in the car. And as we're driving over there, Steve, I start to feel a little tingling in my shoulders. Okay, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm going, oh man, you know, and then, and then we park the car, and I start to feel some tingling in my legs, Steve, while I'm walking into the theater, and then uh, I sit down, Steve, and my whole body's tingling, okay, right everywhere, head to toe, and uh, well, let's let's wind the tape ahead. I don't know, fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and I'm up on the aisle, Steve, in the middle of the aisle windmealing my arms okay around as you do sure that's what i do all the time and shaking my legs steve one at a time and windmealing my arms steve while watching this freak show of uh, people performing live while the movie's on and i'm screaming going my arms are falling off and so are my legs my legs are falling (laughs) like that loud okay in the middle of the thing you know, my arms are falling off. My legs are going to fall off. <laughs> so, so how many how many times the recommended dosage did you actually get India? Well, I think you're just, uh, you know, pe- people have always said, you know, if you do the right amount of anything, Steve, you know, mm-hmm. you, and if, you know, if you're into altered states, Stevie, okay, like I always, I didn't mind. If you do the right amount of there, they're a laugh, apparently, you know, you end up, Look at me promoting mushrooms, Steve, on the podcast. This is a good idea. Uh, that, well, in, adva- in advance of your big shroom fest. Up here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, you know, if you take like anything, Steve, if you're smart, well, I'll take a little bit. You know, Steve, it's like it's like if you need a if you need a painkiller, you know, you might bite off half of it and see if that gets you know, and if not, yeah. then take a little more, Steve, until mm-hmm. there's a balance, right? So anyway. Uh, I, I guess I should have, Steve, maybe proceeded a little more cautiously. Yeah, right? probably. Like take a few, Jimmy, maybe see how it works, right? Uh, not not rifle back a bale of uh, mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Eating the and, binder twine. The yeah, <laughs> anyway, uh, my girlfriend quickly saw what was going on, that I was blasted out of my mind, Steve. Yeah. And, and no fun, no fun, Steve, this absolute paranoia my arms are falling off steve and so are my legs you know uh so i think quickly she hustled me out of there and and then i went and laid on a couch steve for 
mm, I don't know, about 11 and a half hours. Yeah, I can imagine. Things came around. Well, it's certainly getting more popular. There's no doubt about that. People are, you know, feeling free to talk about their shroom usage on various podcasts now, as as we're hearing right this very second. But I think that, uh, you know, Mark Messier confessed uh, not that long ago, right, in his book that he did uh, shrooms back in the day. And now Aaron Rodgers, who knows what the hell he's been taking. He decided uh, at some point in this offseason, he'd go on this four-day retreat. I think he was in complete darkness, having all these different, I don't know what he was taking, but uh, I'm sure shrooms was a part of it. And uh, he came out of that thing and I guess decided the New York Jets were the place for him. Yes. And uh, this past week, uh, the Green Bay Packers traded away Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. And that is going to be one weird thing for me as a Green Bay Packer fan after I don't know, what is it, 30 years of having Hall of Fame quarterbacks, first Brett Favre, followed by Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a bit of an adjustment as a Packer fan to get used to having mediocre quarterbacking in probably Jordan Love. Right. What did you think of of maybe the best quarterback? Well, right there in the discussion is one of the top three quarterbacks of his era moving on to a new franchise. Well, I um, I asked, I was talking to Rusty about it, you know, and uh, you and I have had the conversation before. It brings us back to the Tom Brady move, right, to Tampa. And we had a you know back and forth, and people were weighing in going, why would you possibly want to do this after the success you've had in New England? Tom Brady, even more success than Aaron Rodgers ever had. Yeah, uh, You know, you've done everything. And, and it was decided, I don't know why Tom Brady did it. And I thought, you got, you got nothing to do but lose and I was wrong. They won, he won a freaking Super Bowl. Uh, competitive, right? So he hates to lose. So I said, okay, well, if you hate to lose, why do that? You know? And uh, and then, of course, he ended up doing what he probably, in a perfect world, what he wanted to do was win a Super Bowl. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, I think, is the the same deal. So I'm I'm expounding all this you know, opinion that I have about it, Steve, back and forth with Russ. And then he says, I'll tell you why he did it for 40 mil. That's why he did it. Right. For 30 or 40 mil. And I'm saying, well, he probably could have got that anywhere in green Bay or whatever. But, um, so I think it's the cash for sure. But, but again, if it, if it, you know, he could have got that kind of money anywhere. Uh, so why does he do it? I, I saw comments from him saying, um, because I want to win, you know. I I think what they want to do, Steve, is go to a team that can, that isn't going to win, and see see if they can, you know, whip it over the top, right? Whip it over the top. That I'm very competitive. I put the onus on me, especially if you're a quarterback, right? In in football, I mean, there's not a bigger position where you can make or break, uh, you know, a win or loss. Uh, so that that that's my guess. That's my guess that he's. He's, you know, I want to do what Tom Brady did. I want to go somewhere else, and I want to see if I can win a win a championship. Yeah, he's uh, with the Jets. This is a team that is on the verge of something. They they took a, a big step forward the last couple of years, and now they're one of the better teams in the AFC. So with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that was the thing they were missing. Uh, they had Mike White at quarterback, total journeyman guy at times last year. Zach Wilson was, you know, a really early draft pick from a couple of years back, but he has not emerged yet. So. That was the thing they're missing, a quarterback, and now they've got one of the best. So they are now among the AFC's contenders yep. now, truly. Money-wise, 
he was going to get paid in Green Bay. You know, it wasn't like a, a free agent signing. It was a trade. Mm-hmm. And uh, the deal was the Jets sending. Uh, let's see. I'll give you the full thing. So the Jets send number 13, a 2023rd uh, second rounder, a sixth rounder. Can, you know what? I'm bored already. Right. That, that was, right. The deal went down. But this is the money. How about this money? Rodgers was already heading into the second season of a three-year, $150 million contract that he signed with the Packers last offseason. There are two years left. And according to ESPN, get this, the Packers converted Rodgers' $58 million option for this year as a bonus into his 2024 salary, which means, James, he's set to count against New York's books for just $1 million in 2023. And then next year? $107 $107 million <laughs> he will make next season. $107 million. That's wow. unbelievable. Wow. He's already endearing himself to New York fans. He was at the Rangers game the other night on the big screen. He and Alan right. Lazard, his Green Bay receiver, were taking the game in, and uh, the place exploded when he appeared on the Jumbotron. So that's, uh, yeah, that's a match made in heaven right now. It'd be interesting to see how much Rodgers has left in the tank. Yeah, and, and and the other the other reason might be Steve uh, that that you know when someone if, if if someone asked him you know before the trade happened going are you looking forward to Green Bay hitting the field you know hitting the 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 cold tundra or whatever they call it right <laughs> frozen <laughs> tundra the frozen tundra yeah the frozen you know hitting the frozen tundra uh, that he might be going uh, you know meh uh, you know I'm, I'm it ain't happening anymore right so. You get a guy who's competitive, who wants to keep winning, does not want to hang it up, and then looks at Green Bay and it just doesn't pump him up, right? It's right. just like, no, no, there's a bunch of shit that happened here, you know. And we and we saw some of that, right? The the, the sort of falling out. Some of his comments were, you know, not not the loyal dog <laughs> that you'd expect. So I, I think that may be part of it too. No, I don't want to hang him up, you know. I don't want to hang him up, so. I think that uh, I think that players sometimes get so complacent and know they're the guy, they're the star. They sometimes figure that the organization should just let them play until they're fifty. No, when you get to your late thirties, teams have to start making plans for life without you because mm-hmm. this just in there aren't right. that many Tom Brady's around. So that's that's why Aaron Rodgers first started to get his nose at a joint because. It was like two, three years ago, the Packers went ahead and used a first-round pick to draft a quarterback, which signaled to Aaron Rodgers, oh, my God, right. the betrayal, the betrayal. No, they're just getting ready for life without you because they have mm-hmm. to. Anyway, right. that's that's where it all started, I think. Anyway, as a Packer fan, um, that was disappointing to see that, that relationship come to an end and a, and a great era for the team. And at the same time, and I feel like I've, I want to do a bunch of shrooms right now, <laughs> to see the Toronto Maple Leafs finally get past the first round for the first time since 2004. This was the scene on Saturday night, game six in overtime in Tampa Bay. And, you know, we'll give the call to Joe Bowen. Back into the corner for Nyes. Nyes back in the net for Tavares. Tavares coming up. Sends it in a goal. They score! They score! Holy Mackinac, they score! Morgan Second round. Do you believe this? Holy 
So the Leafs advanced to the second round for the first time since 04, 19 years. And the last time was actually against the Senators. Now, you were here in town. You remember how that Battle of Ontario was? Sure. And the Leafs just, they won all four of the series in a five-year span against the Senators. Well, they haven't, they haven't been past the first round since that year. Years, yeah. And I think they, uh, I don't think they, they missed the playoffs like 11 of those 19 years. So uh, Leaf fans are a happy lot today. And of course, that annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was cheering for them, Stevie. I don't, you know, I mean, we, we've, we've, Boo! no, no, you know, we, we F around, you know, on the show about the Leafs and the Leafs fans. And I've, I've never been a hater like you have strong mm-hmm. word, but, um, I'm a disliker. Yeah. But people forget Steve that, um, you know, you're on shrooms all the time. Every time we do the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to have a hobby, right? Yeah. Um, but I found myself cheering for them. You know, I've, I found myself cheering for them. Uh, I, I'm because because my Oilers right played again last night and, and eliminated L.A. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm pulling for the Leafs, Stevie. One yeah, round, I I, one round closer, Steve. By the way, to an All Canadian final. Right? Yeah, we we have uh, we have five teams through right now. Three series are going to go seven. Yeah, five teams are through already, and two of them are Canadians. So, I mean, Toronto and Edmonton, they're both playing great. So. Stranger things have happened is because uh, yeah. the Leafs break this drought. They still love to break the 67 drought, but there's also that Canadian drought that Toronto and Edmonton still are in the mix for. It's uh, 30 years, actually, 30 and 30th anniversary since Canada's last cup when the Montreal Canadiens beat the LA Kings back in 1993. So wow. a lot of droughts are on the line. I certainly am good to take that Canadian drought one more year. If your Oilers win it, I'm okay with it. But I want no part of the Leafs breaking all their droughts <laughs> in one freaking year. The, the only thing was, uh, I don't know if they if they uh, if they stuffed. Of course, they win in Tampa, right? The Leafs. Yeah, they won all three games in Tampa Bay, and all three were in overtime. That's how close that series was. Yeah, of course, and that's predictable, right? That that was going to be the closest series, supposed to be. Um, so I was. I, I don't know if they stuffed the. Is it still called the Air Canada Center, Steve? It is. The, it is. You know, I don't know if the crowd stuffed it. Certainly they're out in Jurassic Park uh, out in front. Yep. Uh, you know, and I was flipping over to the Oiler game too, and they got the same deal. They got the ice district. It's it's called, instead of a mosh pit, Stevie, they get 11,000 in there outside of the arena. It's called the Moss Pit after Joey Moss. Oh, that's great. Uh, I love that. Yeah, and so it's cool. It's it's cool, 11,000. And the arena was jam-packed to come and watch the other game on the road. Uh, Toronto was the same. I, the only thing, the only thing, Steve, is I'm getting the feeling like, okay, man, they've done it. The, yeah. You know, the Leafs have finally, have finally done it. Uh, let's have a parade. Let's have right. a parade. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if you got that sense. I mean, it's a, I guess it's a big thing, you know? Uh, yeah, no, my pal, Sean Simpson tweeted out the same kind of thing. It's like, um, Toronto Maple Leaf first round victory hats and T-shirts will go on sale Monday morning. Sure, they, sure. I think maybe yeah, you, you because it's been so long and it's you know, this group, this core has never won a playoff series before. That right. would be not my concern, but if you're a Leaf fan, that might be the concern that they've already won their little Stanley Cup and they might not have emotionally enough left in the tank to roll through what will assuredly be three amazing opponents. Yeah, yeah, and. Um- you know, you, you ask yourself why, right? So 20 years, 
you know, I get, I get maybe never winning a Stanley Cup. I really, I really do. You know, if yeah. a franchise goes forever, and there's lots, right? There's, there's yep. lots that, that haven't won a Stanley Cup. Um, you know, uh, or, or a handful for sure, right? Or maybe everyone has now, Steve. Have they? No, Vancouver's never won. For example, Winnipeg's never won. Vancouver's, yeah. So, you know, I, I get that you may go forever without winning a Stanley Cup. And of course, the Leafs, you know, it's 50, six years now or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the, you know, all you got to do is watch these games in the first round and remind yourself, fuck, is it ever hard to win a Stanley Cup? You yeah. know? Uh, and I don't think the Leafs played particularly great this time around. We're right. watching this team play in the first round. You know, I, I you know the first rounds against Boston or last year against Tampa Bay. I didn't think the Leafs played particularly well in this series. What they got was the bounce that has eluded right. them. Right? right. Think about that for a second. Like, I'm watching that game last night. Tampa, you know, they tie it up in the third period. Right. And then it goes to overtime, and Tampa's all over them, I thought. And right. the Leafs got a funky bounce this time. Tavares just basically directs the puck toward the net, and it goes off a Tampa player's skate and in, and that was it. And, mm-hmm. and, and you have three games again in Tampa Bay, and you won all three of them, all of them in overtime, including that one. It just, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think they played particularly better than they ever have before. What a breakthrough. No, I, I think they just got the balances at the right times, and really that's what playoffs come down to. You right. know, you can, I think the true way to decide any league is the way the English Premier Soccer League does it, where it's basically you play the regular season, whoever wins at the end of the regular season, whoever's in first place, that's your champion. That's the fairest way to do it. It's just not the most exciting way to do it. And the most exciting way comes with upsets like crazy or how meaningful the bounces are. Look at the Boston Bruins right now, Jimmy. Right. Uh, As we speak right now, as we're recording, they had the greatest regular season in NHL history this year, and now they're on the ropes to the Florida Panthers in game number seven. So it's um, it's just that's the that's the nature of the playoffs. There is a, a considerable amount of good fortune involved in getting through it. Steve, Boston, the Boston Bruins uh, playing Florida. The Boston Bruins finished forty three points ahead of the Florida Panthers. Unbelievable, forty three. Uh, anyway, j- just backing up a bit about about the the Leafs. So I get that it's hard to win a Stanley Cup. Okay, I get that. You know, it's like, oh wait a minute. You know, it might take. You might never win one. Um, what 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 you do look at though is going okay. But the last twenty years, you haven't got through the first round, right? And you've had lots of talent. And then you say, well, why, right? And I, I don't. There's no doubt in my mind, Stevie, that it's it's way harder to play in Toronto than it is anywhere else because of the pressure. You know, speaking of Russ, right? He talked about playing in Montreal and Toronto, and and any of those guys who do, Steve, none of them ever go. It's fantastic, man, because everyone and their dog, right, is into this thing. You know, most of those players go. Yeah, it was over. You know, it was just like overwhelming, man. You know, it was too much to bear. It was the pressure, the heat. So I think that has a lot to do. You know, you and I both know, Steve, pressure is you know the the difference between the great and the good. Mm-hmm. You know who who can handle it? Uh, you know Mark Messier. I've I've told this story before tons of times. You can tell guys who are who will, who will not be able to play because they're too nervous that they're when it comes time for a shift change. You know the guys who don't want to go on there when it's when it's tied and it's going to go into overtime and it's a deciding game in a in a seven game series. You know there, there'll be a bunch of guys you can look who have their head down, Steve, 
who are looking away going, don't pick me. And then there'll be other guys like Mark Messi who got one leg over the boards, you know, right. and, and because they can't handle the pressure, you know. And so there's no doubt, in fairness to the Leafs, Stevie, that that it's very, you know, that 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 extra pressure is a huge difference, man, in winning hockey. Look at yeah. golf. You know, how many guys you see in golf go, uh, okay, this will be fine. He's got a five-shot lead. He'll whip his way into winning the Masters, right? And everyone's like, yeah, fuck, not so much, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or, or or other things, you know, so. Um, no, a place like Toronto is just, it would be a nuisance just to have to deal with the fan expectation, which is a smaller thing. You know, you'll get it at the grocery store. You're recognized everywhere. Um, it would be a nuisance. Especially if you're losing, it. right? It's hard. Yeah, well, yeah, that was going to be my point. The, the media will remind you constantly of, of, of you know, Oh, do you consider the season a failure? Or, you know, do you feel the pressure? Do you feel the pressure? Tell us about the pressure. Is there pressure? Yeah, right. Like right. it just that would drive me bananas after yeah. a while. So yeah, to to that point, it's the best place in the world to play when you do get over the hump and do win a title. Right. As, as the right. Raptors found, for example. But when you don't have any level of history with any level of success, it's got to be the worst place to play. Well, and every guy going in, Steve, every guy who ends up as a Maple Leaf for the first time, okay, whether they get traded or whatever or start their career there, all of them, you know, initially when they interview them going, this is a dream come true, you know, to play in the Forum or to play at the Air Canada Centre, to play in Maple Leaf Gardens over all those years. They they start off saying that, Steve. Yeah. And then you can only imagine when the, some of the veterans pull them aside and go, okay, dude, there's something a, a little extra here that you need to be aware of, okay? All right? You're going to fucking hate being a Toronto Maple Leaf. <laughs> you know, there's a, right. It's, it's, I, I don't know. So, so I give them their, their comeuppance, you know, uh, that I think yeah. it's, I think it is more different. I think there's way more pressure, Steve, to win in, in Montreal and Toronto than there is anywhere else. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And yeah. uh, now so it's going to be go interesting. Leafs, Stevie, say it. No, no, no. Go to hell, Leafs. Oh God, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but they got Boston potentially waiting. Uh, yes. But again, as we record this, it's coming up tonight. So I apologize. This is old news. But Boston is taking on Florida in game seven. And uh, tell me who Leaf fans might be cheering for. Is it Florida who they won three of four games against this year and who finished a kajillion points behind Boston, which had the best regular season in NHL history, just in terms of wins? and then also won three or four against the Leafs this year. Who would they maybe be cheering for in game seven of Boston, Florida? I'm thinking it's Florida in yeah. most cases. Although some I, of the, I'm seeing some, uh, some fans, a buddy of mine, Gabe, he's writing. It's like, you know, I think he's just trying to, you know, talk himself through it, you know, saying like, oh, you gotta, you want to be the best. You gotta, you gotta get through the best and stuff. And uh, right. absolutely want the Boston Bruins and slay that dragon. And, yeah, I think that's a mistake. I think you want the Florida Panthers. Right. <laughs> All right, let's take a time out of the program. Speaking of the media, I want to hear what you had to say about Rick Bonus, the former Senators head coach who's now in Winnipeg. He basically, with his team losing in five to Vegas, after game five, when he knows his guys are in the room disappointed, fighting tears and all that, right. he goes up to the media and basically takes a flamethrower to the already burning wreckage of the right. Jets who crashed and burned. We'll talk about that coming up after these words. 
With life moving so fast, don't you wish you could just freeze time? Well, that's what Jim K. Ford is doing for you because right now, when you custom order a new 2023 Ford Explorer from Jim K., you can lock in your factory order bonus of up to $1,000. And if there's a better incentive when you take delivery, you can choose that instead. It's that simple. Start your journey today at Jim K. Ford in Orleans or at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team can help. Glenn helped me sell a home a couple of years ago, and one of the things he took care of was the staging, which is crucial. I mean, and especially in this market, you have to stage in this market. You have to present the homes online well because buyers' expectations have changed, and they're so knowledgeable now. They go online, and they can see the photos. If they don't like the photos and it doesn't present well online, they're not going to go see the home. Find out more from Glenn online today, glennwalton.com. Welcome back to it. Here's Rick Bonus, who went off in his post-game press conference after the Jets' 4-1 loss to Vegas this past week. Overall thoughts? I'm so disappointed and disgusted right now. That's my thoughts. Where does the disgust come from? No pushback. But it's the same crap we saw in February. It was. That's why we... So as soon as we were challenging for first place and teams were coming after us, we had no pushback. This series, we had no pushback. Their better players were so much better than ours, it's not even close. It was like you've been holding these feelings on for a bit. Is it just yep. out of tonight's game or finally wanting to release that? It's, it started back in January and February. What is it about this team's leadership core that or the top-end players we've talked about? we got to push back. There's got to be a pushback. There's got to be pride. you got to be able to push back when things aren't going your way. We had no pushback. Their better players were so much better than ours tonight. They deserved to win. They were the better team in the regular season. They were the better team in this series. Anything else? Good. Thanks. So there is Jets head coach Rick Bonus, who backtracked a little bit the following day when he saw all the players, like Blake Wheeler, for example, said he didn't think that was right, that he said that uh, in that time and place, given the circumstances. And so Bonus admitted his mistake. His choice of words were not good. You know, he said he'll never accept a performance like that in an elimination game, but he did wish that he hadn't said like words like, I'm disgusted following the team's elimination. So what did you think of that whole thing? Well, the, I, I thought it was fine. You know, to be honest, I think it's, I think it's what fans want. I think, you know, when you see your team lose four, one, Steve, okay. The, 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 the phone lines light up, Steve, with the talk shows, everyone's going to yada, 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 explain why they do it, but they're all amateurs. Uh, but they did lose four, one, right. They get white, they get crushed. So, I like it. I like it that the guy came forward and said, here's why we lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's why we lost. He was very, <laughs> very precise, okay, about it. And so I don't mind that. I don't mind that. You know, a part of me is like, I, I, I don't give a shit, player, okay? Yeah, you know, you're, it, it's not like, it's not like your, your, your mother, you know, screamed at you in front of all your other friends, right? And one of the parents turns around and goes, maybe you want to save that for the, you know, you're going to embarrass the shit out of your kid. You know, remember, don't you remember, Stevie, were you there? You, I, and another guy we worked with, and the boss called us in, and he absolutely took down one of us. Yes. Yeah, in front of, and and, and you and I both walked down and went, Jesus Christ, you know, they, that, that's something they should have done alone. I, I get that, but but at the same time, you know, whatever. The only the only downside of that, Steve, uh, and even in, even after he got criticized for it, he only came back and said, I criticized myself for the comment, you know, for my choice of words. 
he doesn't apologize, Steve, for I shouldn't have done that. You right. know, that's something that should have been behind closed doors. So the guy was, wasn't backing down. The only problem with it, Steve, is he's blaming everybody but himself. With the, with the, I'm disgusted with what they did, what they did, what they did, what they did. And I think that's a little cheap. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't hear the whole interview, Steve. I read a bunch of it this morning, but at some point the, the cool coach will go like, by the way, you know, I gotta, I gotta take my part here in this thing. You know, I gotta own up to what happened and he doesn't do any of that. So that's, that I think is a little weak. The he only, thing, he only, by the way, he only had about, it was a 60 second rant. He did right. 60 seconds, took a couple of questions, 60 seconds total, and then uh, and then bailed. And yeah. So there wasn't anything beyond what I told you. Yeah. In the old days, Steve, you're in the past, right? It used to be, you got you to stick up for your team. You got to stick up for your team. But, but you know, if you came in there, Steve, and went, you know, think of it going, I'm really proud of these guys, you know, day in, day out, yada, yada, yada. People are going, well, wait a minute. Fuck, they got beat 4-1. Yeah. And and the, the Canadian hockey fans pretty knowledgeable, Steve, right? They're going to look at that going, these guys were, I, I didn't, I, I watched a few of it. By the way, Stevie, my brother, Paul, his daughter's fiance is Ben Hutton with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I don't cool. think he dressed for the series. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, he, he actually, um, he's from Prescott. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, so I'm okay with it, right? I'm okay with it because that's what a lot of people think, right? You fuckers. You didn't, you know, you could have, pushback was the big word he used, right? He used it three or four times. Um, the other thing, Stevie, is the reason he's probably doing that, because Rick Bonus, the, the thing here is he's always been the nicest guy in the world, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't do this shit. Like even when he lost, when he was with Dallas and they lost in the final during COVID, he was like, it was the greatest experience for all these guys. And it was just, you guys don't remember how he emotionally was about uh, about COVID and stuff and trying to win. So it's, kind of, it's surprising coming from him. But Agreed. I'll tell you where the arena, excuse the pun, Stevie, where the arena has changed with coaches making derogatory comments publicly mm-hmm. is because of Daryl Sutter. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that some of these coaches are looking at this going, fucking right, dude. Would I ever like to say that, you know? Would I ever love to? Imagine what they really think, Steve, when a guy doesn't backcheck, right. you know? When he m- misses an assignment, you know? does a, You know, gives gives the puck up in their own end, resulting in a goal. Sutter, right, came forward and go, yeah, brutal. You know, they, we all know, right? Everyone tunes into Daryl Sutter now like they did Don Cherry, you know? So, so I wonder if that's what Bonus and some of these other guys look at going, all right, the gloves are off here. Yeah, we can fucking have at her. Yeah. Uh, but I, did, I, I, don't, I don't feel sorry for the players at all. I really don't. I don't go, oh, poor boohoo. No, not at all. Not for one. No, I, I don't give it. I don't give it too much of a. a right. Uh, I mean, I'm not really upset about it or anything, but I'm just trying to empathize with the players and how I might feel if I were a player and how this might affect my my feelings about my coach. Like Wheeler said, like Wheeler said, I thought Bones had an opportunity to address this as a team. He could have been honest with us, handled it behind closed doors, and I didn't like how he handled himself after the game. I think it's just a timing thing. I mean, if you want to throw that out there in mid-season or in mid-playoff round to inspire your troops and send a message, yeah, I think players get that. They're pros. But to do it after, like moments after you've been officially eliminated, your season's come to a close, all these guys you play with, a bunch of them you're not going to be playing with next year. There's always major turnover. And 
for him to say it at that time, like is elimination, like not negative feedback enough. If you want that sort of, sort of give that negative re- reinforcement effect to try and inspire them that way. It's over. You, there's all you're doing now is, is kicking a dead horse and, and to throw that out there and to say things like I was disgusted by my players. There was no pushback from my players. There was no pride with my players. Like that's the kind of stuff that alienates players, maybe like nothing else. And I'll be really keen to see if there's uh, not some major changes. Cause not only Blake Wheeler's have, have an issue, but all of a sudden, you know, Connor Hellebuck, their star goalie who's got one year left on his contract. He was asked about his future in Winnipeg and he sounded like a guy who was done. He, he sounded like a guy who didn't even want You know, I I'll be, you know, he didn't say it as much, but he sounded so negative in talking about his future in Winnipeg with one year left on his contract. I wonder if the bonus commentary didn't play into his feelings when he talked about it this week as well. Well, it's a new side of Rick bonus, right? He's got an edge to him, obviously. Right, he's got an edge to him, and he and he blew a gasket a little bit, right? So I, that's okay. If but if I'm Rick Bonus, Steve, okay, and I and Hullabuck or whoever it was was a Blake Wheeler, whoever you know, if these guys come forward and they say to me, they come up to me as a coach, go, hey, coach, listen, I don't know what I don't like what you did after the game. If I'm Rick Bonus, I'm going to go. You know what, you fucker, I don't like what you did during the series. You know, yeah, and that's I, his you, right to say stuff. You like don't like that. what I did after the game? I don't like what you did during fucking five of those games. Right. Even what, you know, right? That's what I would do. Shut up, you know? Just take your lumps. Take your lumps. You deserve it, you know? Uh, anyway, I'm I'm like you. In the in the end, it's like, is this a fireball offense? Not for one second. Not for well, one. it's, um, you know, like I say, I think elimination is punishment enough. And, uh, you know, I'd save that for the following training camp. Hey, remember back last year? You guys didn't do this, 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 and this, and all that. I just thought that within minutes of your season ending, that seemed a bit much to me, and it didn't seem to have any uh, productivity to it. It just sounded more like a guy just getting mad and, and, right. and blowing a gasket, like you said. Um, to close it out today, and by the way, yeah. Hellebuck, woo, would the Sens be able to find a spot for that guy? One year left on his contract. They do need a goalie here in Ottawa. That would be a match made in heaven. I'd like to see uh, Pierre Dorian at least pick up the phone and kick the tires on that potential situation. And as far as the Sens go to close it out, according to Bruce Garriock, Canadian actor Ryan Reynolds and the Remington Group are preparing a bit of more than $1 billion to purchase wow. the Sens and the Canadian Tire Center. That is, um, That was a number that we've heard floated out there, but uh, looks like uh, Reynolds and the Remington Group are the ones that have cracked the $1 billion plateau. So something to keep an eye on. And um, yeah, I think we're all expecting that sometime in, Wait. I don't know, maybe the next month, the development comes with final bids due on May 15th, according to Bruce. So interesting stuff Wait. in Ottawa. Wait a minute here. Does the billion, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Like it's a good, you know, what, what is, is a billion dollars a good deal or a bad deal? <laughs> I'm talking like your hundred dollars got you two green fees. Fuck of a deal there. Whew, yeah, yeah. Deal. Did you say the the billion dollars though, Steve, includes the building? Yes, it does. That's a hell of a deal, Steve. I didn't know. Maybe maybe every hockey team does. I, you know. Well, I mean, keep in mind. Got, it was, so what do I get? The I get. I own that building, Steve. I get every concert, every show, every. Got me. Am I losing my mind here? Yeah, I like mean the, you. 
Everybody to build an arena, Steve, cost a billion. <laughs> to build, you know? It can. Hundreds of millions to build one. I'm, yeah, you know, but I, I think... Throw, I might throw a bid in there, Steve. <laughs> right? That's a hell of a deal. But the eye is to move downtown on uh, Le Breton Flats. So they are continuing along with that. The NCC has already said a couple of weeks ago or 10 days ago that uh, they are going to be... They've talked to all the potential owners... Right. And uh, they're feeling good about how things are going. So uh, it will be a placeholder in all likelihood. It might end up being their permanent. Well, home. well you make a good point. Yeah. So it's, it's like buying to- a really used car. Sorry. Yeah. I think it'll be a, within the next six years. It'll probably be something that they'll give away to anybody who wants it. Because <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with an NHL-sized arena Little exactly? 50,000 people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So uh, uh, keep an eye on that story, and we'll call it quits right there, ladies and gentlemen. Jim, enjoy Shroom Fest. Keep it above board and everything. You know, you know. Just we're talking. I actual. might call you, Steve. I, I I'm nervous about this thing. Mushrooms anyway, on my pizza. I love that. They had only sold a hundred tickets, Steve, and uh, since they heard that I was coming, six hundred, Steve. So wow. Yeah. That's you me. are. It you're quite the box Steve office draw. <laughs> It was sold out, Steve, before I got the cake. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, big charity deal out in Metcalf Falls. And uh, I'm around Stevie for four or five days when I'm there. Good. Uh, till the night. So we'll, uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the good listener, Steve, on me, little pizza down at the Prescott. Ooh. Huh? On you. On me. Yep. All right. Well, for, I, well, you got to put a limit on these things, Steve. Okay. After the first two guys, okay, then. Everyone else got to start to pay. Nice, nice. No, let no. everybody let everybody cut, cut a little piece off of the one piece you do get. Pizza on me, man. Okay, we're gonna do it at the at the Prescott when I get to town. All right, okay, hey, brother. Maybe do a live show. Maybe I don't know. You I, are I, on to something. Yeah, we'll have to. Maybe see. do a live show on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've already pushed we've the covered, envelope with the shroom talk. The- We've covered the mushroom talk, Steve. I got a, I got a thing for us, Steve. Every month, Jimmy tries a different drug. No. They haven't legalized either of those yet, so let's keep it above board, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, okay have, have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.